you know, you turn the mic down so that nobody hears you opening your water bottles or drinking your coffee. And then you get up there and you start trying to talk. And of course, you're not going out over the mic because it's not turned up. Then a few other things happen. <laughs> I think it turned it a little too hot. There we go. Do I sound okay to you, wild card? Okay. By the way, I, I I haven't told you this, and I don't know which one they were talking about, but I posted a <clears throat> a picture on the Facebook page of me, Tara, and Charlie at the uh, Bourbon and Bacon Fest, and somebody said, where's Tim? Oh, I wasn't able to make it, unfortunately. Well, I, I mean, they didn't tell me which one. Oh, that's a good point. T1 I would T2. think I, yeah. my, my first thought would be it, it would be you, but, you know. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't want to ever assume anything. But, but me either. But I, you know, that that's just my presumption for the morning listeners. You know, you're you're, you're with Tara, then you're with me, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. But that was the thing. Somebody's wanting to know where's Tim. I had prior engagements. I understand. Uh, mm -hmm. I understand. One interesting thing about the uh, <laughs> a lot of people, uh, Tara. Tara's on a Tara's on an eating plan. I'm on an eating plan, and the first thing she walks up and says to me is, "There's nothing here that I can eat," <clears throat> and I understood that completely. I understood her frustration completely. So, yeah. So, <laughs> GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And if podcasts are your cup of tea, well, I got a few for you. Besides Straight Talk on the free Odyssey app or anywhere you find podcasts, there's also Gun Owners News Hour and Lock and Load, which are both syndicated radio shows that are available to you here exclusively with Odyssey. So... Let's go look at COVID. Now, COVID, we were told everybody that died, died. Nobody died of anything else during the pandemic. Did you notice that? Nobody died of anything else during the pandemic. Everybody was dying of COVID. There was no cancer. There was no heart attacks. <laughs> nobody was getting hit by cars. Nobody had pianos falling on them. Nobody was dying from anything but COVID. And we heard that worldwide... Seven million people died of COVID worldwide. And that's a lot of people, although it's a very small percentage of the overall population now, isn't it? Well, see, this was statistical warfare played on you. This was all part of the COVID pandemic play they had on there, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the experiment. An individual that works at a medical examiner's office in New York recently got with somebody. I think I think it was, uh, what's your name, young lady? No, a, a dude, Selwyn Duke, a writer over at, uh, over at uh, American Thinker. And um, we're going to call him M.E. because uh, he works for a major medical examiner's office in New York State. He said that only 1% or 2% of deaths officially labeled as caused by COVID actually were induced by the disease. And the rest were labeled as COVID but actually had other causes. And this was all due to the money. Because as soon as the money ran out, people started dying of other things again. 
Now, this is not some big revelation. John Lott got out there and said that the COVID numbers have been inflated. A New York a New York hospital employee was said to to have said they're lumping all the flu cases in with COVID because it looks so much like it, just like a cold. Now, when asked if he was exaggerating. He said it was 1% or 2% actually were COVID cases. And here's, see, here's the thing. A COVID, if you die of COVID, most that died probably died due to being treated for COVID. Probably died due to being treated for COVID with the approved narrative treatment protocols, like being intubated, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly a fun process to have that happen. Now, he, he was talking about like a, a case where a guy died in a motorcycle accident. And uh, they would list him as being COVID positive, even though he wasn't because this would enable the deceased family to receive financial aid for the funeral. So not only was the government getting money if you were labeled COVID positive, funeral homes were also receiving funds for processing COVID positive decedents, but he wasn't really sure. But this proved one thing. The monetary carrot is always going to corrupt a system because whatever you fund, you are going to get more of. Now, this particular cat, he wasn't actually the one signing the death certificates. He was just the one giving the information over after the examination. And he described the ones that were doing all of this labeling as fools. Another thing that they've done, another thing that they've done is the mortality counter, like for the flu, is reset every year. And this isn't done with COVID. They keep a running count, continually adding on to the previous year's numbers, so as the, the mortality appears especially frightening. So how many people died of COVID, really died of COVID? Probably as much as in a bad flu season. And we're not talking 100,000 people. And that's a lot of people to die. But you know what? We lose 51,000 people a, a week, right? I mean, we're losing between seven and 8,000 people a day just dying because it's their time to die. Some die because they fall off of a mountain or they're in a car wreck or they kill themselves or they die of natural causes or they have congestive heart failure. We have two and a half, between two and a half and 2.7 million people that die per year. The biggest causes of death are cancer and heart disease. And that covers half of it. And then everything else begins to break down and become smaller and smaller numbers. COVID is a smaller number. It is not in the hundreds of thousands. It's maybe in the 70s. I would say between 70 and 85,000 in the first year of COVID. But you know what? They decided to commit reputational destruction with themselves. So they deserve it. They have permanently discredited themselves for the money. COVID was grossly mismanaged and it was mischaracterized by people 
who would scold about following the science, but they were themselves following the money and the politics. And this is sort of problematic because a lot of people fell for it. A lot of people fell for it. And uh, we can never, do, we can't afford to do that again. Now, after we're gone, they'll try this again with the next generation. Do not kid yourself. Because they're always going to keep trying. I wish I could think of a way to push this back so hard that it never came back at us. I haven't come to that. What I don't know what that conclusion is yet, but we're going to start talking about some things that could make things ugly. The ugliness that they may try to bring down on us. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. What is it with the left with their constant obsession about controlling and eliminating your rights? What is their, what is their issue with this? GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. There was a moment in the pushing of the Overton window of the temporary New York or excuse me, New Mexico gun ban, where the governor and would-be tyrant stated that she didn't expect the criminals to follow the order. And yet she did it anyway. And in a sane world of 20 years ago, that would have been a, the, the top story everywhere and the critical point where her political career ended. So none of their actions that they ever take in the media in in politics on the left is ever aimed at a criminal so what is the point of them going after a constitutional right they only want to disarm the innocent they lie on occasion they have concerns about criminals stealing guns from citizens and that's their justification and that that's like banning cars to stop drunk driving they do have a soft spot for the lawbreaker set. You can tell that by their policy on cash bail. Now, it's a lot easier and safer to go after innocent people and then chase down those violating the law. You know, the ones that you got to chase down, sometimes they fight back. And we follow the rules so that they can instantly crow that they've done something when that isn't the case at all. But the real reason they obsess over confiscating guns from innocent people should be bloody obvious. Innocent people are a threat to them. Now, right now, you know, depending on who you talk to, there's probably between 120 and 150 million adults that own guns today. There's about 17 million of them that never owned a gun before COVID that have done it. Right now, studies show that up to 60% of Americans could own guns, twice the previous estimate. 
So there's really no way to know the true number of gun owners out there. I I tend to come down on the, you know, between 135 and 150 million. Which means, I think, to a certain degree, that the majority of adults in the United States today own guns. Now, millions of those who own guns could be from the authoritarian left side of the spectrum. And that's why the gun-grabbing ghouls have switched strategies from blanket bans to targeted takings. The problem is that the gun-owning majority in the United States today leans pro-freedom. And it doesn't matter whether it was Lenin or Hitler or Mao, Pol Pot, Castro, Maduro to Obama. They always want to confiscate guns from political enemies before they annihilate them. So here's the sequence. Registration, confiscation, annihilation. And you should also take notice that in all of those studies by the leading experts comparing Trump to Hitler, those strangely seem to always leave out that major difference. There would have been no Hitler if he had not confiscated guns and if they hadn't given them up willingly. But let's take a look. Let's take a look at the uh, their assault on the Bill of Rights in terms of tactical and strategic considerations. Especially with the new rule on classifying anybody selling a gun as a dealer. So the tactical consideration is the immediate goal of eliminating private sales and forcing people to go to an FFL for any transaction. I pretty much already do that. If I sell a gun, I go sell it to Dewey. When Cornyn surrendered on this ridiculous deal, it set into motion several downstream consequences. It's going to slow down sales as these will have to be funneled through FFLs and allow the moonshine cigarettes and bang stick bureaucracy to illegally record these transactions. They also want to play a little game where they characterize legislation under consideration as the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act when it was passed. That, it was the greatest thing. So the bill under consideration will always be the solution to every problem out there just before it's passed, and then it becomes just a first step right after it's passed. Same treatment, lather, rinse, repeat. And in the current example, if it's allowed to stand, the gun-grabbing ghouls will then demand formalizing the lists illegally created by the ATF. Where there, by the way, this is not rule of law, because there's, you know, there's no laws in place for this. This is rules. And they want to put in place a gun registration system based on a couple of flimsy excuses, which is illegal. They also inverted the presumption of innocence. The new presumption under this rule is that if you happen to fall under the vague guidance of who is a dealer, you could be charged as a felon if you do not possess a FFL. It's going to impact gun shows. I would love to see McMaster stand up and start saying something about this. But even worse than this, if they can control private property by eliminating private sales, this then gives them a precedent to control other products that they deem to be verboten, like gas stoves and air conditioners and, you know, lawnmowers and dogs, you know, that kind of thing. And that's why the ghouls of the gun grabber lobby obsess over these things. They crave power. And they'll take it any way they can get it. So, you know, the red flag laws still bother me a great deal. Over time, they've morphed the language from referring to dangerous individuals to those who may pose a danger, softening it to, to, to the point that it could describe anybody. And it started with guns, 
But now they've increased this to anybody that said, I'm a Trump guy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if anybody was at the Capitol going, I, I'm wearing a MAGA hat, well, due process has gone down the drain. So, for those of you who have sat back and said, well, you know, guns are a niche issue, this whole thing with going after the January 6th guys, that would never have happened had there been uh, had there been no red flag laws. Everything that they set up sets a precedent in place. If they can if they can ban and register guns, why can't they ban and register cars? Internal combustion engine cars. Why? Why can't they do it? So All of this is because the national socialist media and the far left got together and they've been playing this little linguistic game, changing everything considered to be a crime into gun violence. Fooling people into taking away their freedoms out of fear of inanimate objects. But that's what they are. They are inanimate objects. A gun is as dangerous as a hammer, which is as dangerous as a, a yardstick, right? And there's a lot of things that you can take and repurpose into a weapon. There's no such thing as an assault weapon, for example. If you come into my yard <laughs> if you come into my yard and I snatch out my I, I pull my my mailbox out of the ground and start beating with you beating you with my mailbox, then the assault weapon I used in that assault was the mailbox. Assault weapon is descriptive. There is no classification out there for a assault weapon. Firearms are weapons. And they're all weapons. And they're all equally dangerous weapons because they possess a barrel. And out of that barrel will come a projectile. And that projectile will be moving fast and it's going to hurt when it hits something. They're all weapons. There's no such thing as military grade. There's no such thing as uh, weapons of war. You know. Well, there, there's a few weapons of war, you know, all of these cruise serve things and all of these uh, missiles and all this other stuff. But there's nothing that we carry around that are you that is available to you today. There's nothing that is available to you today that you can go to Dewey's and buy that is a weapon of war. But all this rule of law stuff, in South Africa, they've been forced to take it into their own hands. And this is something we need to look at because we may be put in that place soon. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. All right. The Second Amendment was a codification by the founding fathers of something that they think predated government that we were born with. A situation where self-defense is just something that is, comes part and parcel of being alive. So that means that every human being on the planet should have a Second Amendment provision in place. <clears throat> of course, we know that is... Uh, that is not the case. <laughs> In, in, in most countries. Now, we saw it the other day in South Africa. 
a band of South African citizens who've gotten together. They're, they're under the thumb of a wicked and lawless government, and they've got a bunch of emboldened criminals. And they decided to restore law and order and security after a gang of thugs robbed an armored truck and murdered the driver. Now, this is not something that doesn't happen often in South Africa. To give you an idea where I'm talking about, just think about an armored truck on 385 and suddenly a bunch of cars swarm it and start shooting at it. I mean, just a, and you know, and they're fighting it. In this particular case, you had a gang of 15 armed robbers armed with AKs who just robbed the armored car and killed the driver. Enter the Hoodsprut Farm Watch. A bunch of local volunteers. They were going up against a dangerous uh, criminal from Mozambique who also murdered police officers. The police responded to this incident, but they fled the scene when they came under fire, at which point a community crime watch group, Hoodsprut Farm Watch, stepped in. They made up some makeshift barricades with boulders. And then the armed robbers then shot at the farmers who returned fire in a clash that lasted about 20 minutes. None of the members of Hoadsprout Farm Watch were hurt. Four of the gang members were dead and another three were injured. On, on Twitter, we get this. Today, 2209-2023, 15 robbers armed with automatic rifles carried out a CIT heist in Hotsbrut, killing the driver, Fidelity driver. Police fled the scene when the robbers showed up. Now, here's the thing. This is what I think is going to happen. We'll start seeing this in some of these blue cities. Right? Uh, what? How did I... Remember how I described this now, okay? Remember how I described this. A wicked and lawless government and emboldened criminals... What does that sound like to you? Now, of course, they're going to try to make sure that uh, <laughs> on the text line, guns are for the weak-minded. You must have a huge collection. Whatever you say, boss, whatever you say. You're, you're a keyboard commando. I, I love it when the keyboard commandos get in here and want to start going at me. I, 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 guess, in, I guess in your world there would be no guns, right? No guns. For the weak-minded. So that means the police are weak-minded, the military is weak-minded. All these, you know, these uh, 3 million, nearly 3 million defensive gun uses per year that stop 3 million crimes, those are for the weak-minded. Is that your position? You are, you are thoroughly entitled to your, you know, to your opinion, sir. This is America, sir or ma'am. Uh, this is America, and you are entitled to be an idiot in America. So, congratulations. At least you know how to speak your mind on some things. Now, we exist now in a time where you've either got people like this texter, yeah, or this, uh, you know, governments that are out there that, that preach this message trying to smear and besmirch people that own guns. And yet, the government deserts us on a regular basis. The government deserts us. Now, the founders, you know, like George Mason, right? I guess he was weak-minded too. George Mason, 
He was an anti-federalist. You know, he said, I ask, sir, what is the militia? It is the whole people. To disarm the people is the best and most effectual way to enslave them. Now, people like, you know, Texter Commando there, um, he, I, I guess you're, you're fond of slavery. Yeah? Guns for the weak-minded. These farmers saw something happening in their little square of the world. And they stopped it. Proverbs 28, 1. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. <laughs> and that's true. On the text, on the text line, uh, uh, the keyboard commando, as you call them, would be curled up in a ball begging for you to save their life. In another texture, in a perfect world, we wouldn't need guns. I completely agree with that. The, the The issue here is not the guns or the tools or any of the things that I talk about or you hear about or read about. It's the fact of the matter that man's nature has not changed. And to get out there and try to pretend like an object, an inanimate object, is a, is a root cause of something, well... That's just delusional. And you, like I said, you're, you're, it's okay for you to be delusional. You probably should become a transgender as well. You should become a, you know. <laughs> and I guess, I, you know, I, I just, uh, I don't know when you tuned in. But I guess uh, you probably missed the part where uh, I was talking about how many adults probably own guns today. So that means most of America is weak-minded. Most of the adult America is weak-minded. The only question I've got is with all these people that own weapons, that love freedom, how come we're not running the government? And for this uh, texture that was out there, the weak-minded texture, uh, you're going to lose your mind in the next segment, pal. You're going to lose your mind because I've got some things to tell you that are going to just make you just lose it. You're, wherever you're at right now, everybody's going to be like, what's happening to him? I don't know. He's weak-minded. He's just screaming up in the sky. I don't know. Because the question is, do we need to start prepping? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Listen, I, you know, I'm a pretty big boy in, in, in many, many ways, when it, especially emotionally. And I, I don't really understand the text line when it gets out there and they decide to go ad hominem. If you have a point you want to make, you can call. There's no wait. You know, you might have to wait because I'm in a break, but there's no hold time. Wild card. I don't have anybody holding right now, do I? Nobody's holding. So you could come in and make your point, but you're not going to call in and make your point because I would shred you. I would shred you like a piece of garbage I found on the ground. And, you know, I, I, I just don't understand that. The, the, the whole, we, we have gotten to a point now to where nobody is, uh, you know, they're going to text. They'll text and they run like a cockroach when the light comes on. 
We need to be looking. Well, GS Plumbing Talk Line. I need to get that in there. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. Texter, if you want to call that one, eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. Where all texts are welcome, even the cowards. <laughs> we need to be, uh, you know, we need to be looking at the late summer of twenty twenty four. This will probably be a tipping point. Here's a few things we can be looking for. The presidential nominee of the Democratic Party is anointed during their convention instead of, uh, you know, actually voted for. Possible nominees would include Michelle Obama and Valerie Jarrett. Number two, China invades and conquers Taiwan, and we don't do anything about it. Number three, the climate hysteria becomes so amped up by the mainstream media that the, uh, you know, the liberal, you know, the, 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 the soy boys, they're forced to declare a national emergency and enforce lockdowns on personal travel. Then they start rationing of energy resources through the country based on your personal social credit score. All to save our planet from burning to a crisp in 137 years. Or number four, the gun violence hysteria becomes so amped up, they're forced to declare a national emergency, just like we saw in New Mexico. And they begin confiscating all firearms in private hands. All to save the families being, from being murdered by the law-abiding citizens of this country. So what do you need to have should any of this stuff go down? There's a lot of good books out there. There's a lot of poorly written and poorly researched books out there too. So you have to be very thoughtful in their choice. But here's some essential items to think about. Water. We require between one and two gallons per of water per day per soul. Shelter. We need to think about where we're going to be, and we need to be about one to two hours travel time. Let's go to the phones. William and Clover. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? I, yes, sir. Uh, we've gotten nothing out of the war in Ukraine that we didn't know those people anything. Right. And I'd like to re I'd like to respond to that. Okay, in all respect. Okay. Sure. In 1991, Ukraine held. Uh, enough nuclear weapons. They were the third largest uh, country with nuclear weapons because of the what they inherited from the Soviet Union. Right. And they they agreed to give up all those nuclear weapons in an agreement that was called the Budapest Memorandum of Security Assurances. And in that agreement, Bill Clinton's administration, he was the president of the United States, mm -hmm. agreed to guarantee the territorial integrity and sovereignty of the Ukraine if they were attacked by the by Russia. Okay. Okay. So, so does that does that in, does that in, turn us in into indentured defenders? No, but it, we we are committed to the relationship that we've got right now by an agreement by a United States president. Okay. Well, in the, the we, we also are bound by an agreement with NATO, where NATO, each one of these NATO countries well, is supposed finish. to be. You've got a radio show. You get to talk three hours a day. Maybe I, I also have... get to talk back in a conversation, pal. Do you want to have a conversation with me, or do you want to talk and, and you just want to call in and make a statement? Because that's not the way this I works. I just want to finish my, my statement. That's all. Well, I was going to ask you a question. Can I ask you a question before you make your statement? Go ahead. So if NATO, if each one of these NATO countries is supposed to be paying X amount of dollars of their GDP into it, and they've never done it, never done it, 
and we have paid more for their defense than we've ever done before. Should we hold them to that agreement as well as the one that Bill Clinton did however many years ago he did it? Of course. Of course. That's what but we're not. Was, we're not. Donald Trump was trying to get them to pay, and, and they did pay more than they had before. Sure. But is we made an agreement. We made an agreement with Ukraine to defend their territorial integrity and their sovereignty. And every Ukrainian soldier that's been killed by the Russian army is one American that doesn't come back to the United States in a body bag. And yes, Ukraine has contributed a lot to the United States in that in their sacrifice, not only for their own independence, but they've been protecting Western Europe from invasion from, from Putin, who is nothing but a neo-Soviet dictator is what it amounts to. Okay. Also, don't 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 forget you uh russia and china just had joint naval exercises off the coast of alaska those jokers got designs on us i never hear y'all talk about china at all and that's the biggest threat to the united states well then you're not listening i never hear it but anyway okay. yeah, ukraine I know. has sacrificed a great deal and like I said before, every Ukrainian soldier that's been killed is one NATO soldier, including Americans, that hasn't brought in a body bag. And yet, okay. Okay. We owe them All right. We don't owe them anything. That's what we owe them. We owe them nothing. They are, they are big money laundering. I, I don't care what Bill Clinton did. That means that every president that makes an agreement, we have to live with it forever and ever and ever and ever. Hmm. Anyway. You are listening to News Talk 989 the ORD, the voice of the Carolinas.